This podcast is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network or find us on socials. Hello adventurers, it's Fran Tarowskis here and you're listening to Seize Your Adventure. So I'm actually recording this and editing this and putting this out on Valentine's Day today, which is a bit earlier than usual. And there is a reason for that. There's two reasons, in fact. The first reason is that as well as being the patron saint of love and romance, St. Valentine is also the patron saint of epilepsy. So there's a number of reasons for this, as there always is, um, but it does actually mean that in some countries, epilepsy was known as St. Valentine's Affliction. The second reason that you're getting the podcast a little bit early this time is that today, the 14th of February, is in fact Seizure Adventures one year anniversary. So one year ago today, I launched the Seizure Adventure website. I had stayed up until very late in the morning trying to get it sorted. And I then just went through the day in a little bit of a daze. So I thought that today would be a very fitting day to do the question and answer with myself. So obviously, usually I would have a conversation with the person who wrote the story from the episode previously. Uh, But as the last episode was my story, I'm going to have a a semi-interview with myself, but I will be using questions from uh, people that have sent in questions via Instagram and Twitter, and also questions recorded from a couple of my friends and uh, people that I've been working with over the past year and will be working with in the future, in fact. To kick things off, I do actually have a question or two questions that were very similar. So the first one that you'll hear is from Dave Cornthwaite. He is the founder of Say Yes More. And I actually am going to be an ambassador for Say Yes More this year. So that was just announced yesterday. And you can obviously um, hear a little bit more about that in the future. You may well recognise the second voice you hear. So this is Jade Nelson, who did the first and second episodes with me. She is a big supporter of Seizure Adventure and she's done a lot of work for me over the past year as well. So here it is, Dave and Jade, what are your questions? You're you're building this idea for Seize Your Adventure. Mm. What's what's the what's the highs and lows of the early process? What have you struggled with and uh, what what are those little reminders that keep you going? What have you found to be the most difficult with starting seizure venture and the most rewarding? The the most difficult, it, it's having time. It's having enough time to do this. I'd love to be doing this more, uh, but I do work part time. So I'm only doing this in my spare time at the moment. I just wish I had more time to find other people whose stories I can tell, um, to try and get the stories that have been told so far out there to, to more people because, um, it is slightly, slightly upsetting when I see my stats sometimes and it's always much lower than I would want it to be. And I really wish that I could get these stories out to more people and that does take more time and effort, unfortunately. Um, but the, the best bits, 
best bits easily it's the feedback that I get from all of you who are listening it's the feedback that I get from people that have read the stories that have seen the accounts on social media and to just know that this is something that is needed this is something that people are appreciating it really does help me to to just carry on doing this even when I feel tired even when I would rather be doing something else outside to be honest with you um, it really does help me um, but in terms of the the highs and lows about uh, actual actual events um, I would have to say and it's not just because he asked the question Yes, of all, last year, October last year, I was invited by Dave to speak at Yes, of all, and it was so emotional, that talk, of all the talks that I've done, to be able to tell my story, to be able to connect with other people that were all telling amazing stories as well. Uh, yes, of all is certainly up there as one of the best bits from Seizure Adventure so far. So I have a couple of questions here from um, an interview that I did at the end of last year by Sarah Booth, who works for, um, I think it's actually pronounced Asai, Asai Activewear. So she asked me, have you always been adventurous? Um, no, I'm not sure if I have always been adventurous. I was one of those kids that um, I wasn't very good at climbing trees. I didn't really like swimming that much. Um, there are lots of things that I wasn't adventurous about and I was uh, a scaredy cat, to be honest with you, particularly when it came to watching scary films or going on roller coasters and that kind of thing. Um, we used to go hiking, um, hiking holidays most years when we were young. So I actually attempted to climb Snowdon for the first time when I was seven years old. Um, and I climbed it for the first time when I was eight. I did Schoolfell Pike when I was a teenager, and then I did Ben Nevis um, when I was about 18 years old as well. So I managed to do the three pikes of England, Scotland and Wales by the time that I was 18, essentially. Yeah, we used to do... We used to do a couple of adventurous things, actually. So I did like doing things like gorge walking and um, climbing and that kind of thing whenever I could do it. But um, I, I lived down south in, in England, so it was a bit tricky to get out and do those things. And it wasn't as popular when I was young. Um, second question from Sarah. What do you love most about being outdoors and what kind of benefits do you get when you're doing your favourite things? Um, so my favourite things are hiking, running and um, climbing when I can do it. I, I don't do climbing as much. Um, my favourite thing about hiking is that I just like being out in nature and I like being out and seeing new landscapes Um there is a connection to nature there's a connection to to the the place that you're hiking when you're actually going through the landscape and you get to feel um your your body working with the landscape to try and get to the top of that mountain or try to get to the end of that day um but hiking is um it's where my soul belongs to be honest with you I wish I could do it all the time um, running I started doing running when I came back from the Camino because I couldn't be hiking for seven or eight hours every day unfortunately I do have to go to work I do have to make money and I do have to stay inside and do the podcast um, but running was a, a good way to try and keep my fitness up and it's not something that is very natural to me I'm definitely more distance than than speed 
but it really does feel like it tests me a lot more. And um, it also gives me a, a time to just get away from the, the everyday grinds, the everyday life admin that I have to do the same as all of us. So running is a is a little break from that. And climbing, when I can do it, it's kind of like meditation for me. You can only focus on the climbing when you're climbing. You can't have any other thoughts in your head. It's going to be about where your foot is going, where your hands are going and where you are on the rock. And that's about it. That's all that you can think about. So climbing is great when I'm stressed or when I have too much to think about to just go and do that for a bit. So the next question is from um, one of the contributors to Seizure Adventure and also the founder of an epilepsy community called Life Electric. So this is Crystal Bodeford. What keeps you motivated to keep adventuring even on your bad days? Hello there. My name is Cathy Kamleitner and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Wild for Scotland. If you enjoy travelling, spending time outside, learning about nature or simply relaxing to a good story, check out Wild for Scotland and join me for inspiring journeys from the cobbled streets of Edinburgh to the sandy beaches of the Western Isles. We go on scenic road trips up and down the country, hop from island to island, immerse ourselves in Scottish history, culture and landscapes, and meet passionate locals who love sharing their own little corners of Scotland. Think of it like story time for adults that inspires you to head out and learn about the world around you. So join me on the Wild for Scotland podcast. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. So what keeps me motivated even on my bad days? Um, it's slightly difficult because I don't know if I do keep motivated, to be honest with you. I've had um, a few bad days this week. I've um, felt a little bit under the weather and I have somehow pulled a muscle in my arm, even though I've been doing nothing. So I kind of feel like me doing nothing is a bit dangerous. I have to keep going. Um, so... Yeah, some some days I just don't keep going. I think it's like all of us. There are bad days and I allow myself to have those bad days where I don't have to do something. Um, but what keeps me going, what keeps me motivated is having a purpose or a goal that I'm aiming towards. So it was really easy on the Camino. My purpose was to get to the albergues. I had to get there, otherwise I wouldn't be sleeping indoors. I'd be sleeping in the middle of nowhere without a tent. Um, but now that I don't have that that set purpose, um, I do give myself goals. I try and give myself goals every week, every day. Um, I really live to the idea of no zero days. So if you've got a goal that you're aiming towards, so long as you're doing something small every single day towards that goal, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, so long as it is going towards that goal, um, you, you've done it. That's something that you can say you've done today. So for me, that is either to go for a run every day or to try and get 10,000 steps in every day so that I'm I'm at least doing something towards my fitness. A question here from Instagram. What are some tips you have for new adventurers or explorers? Um, so I do actually have an article about this on Seizure Adventure. I'll link that in the show notes for you. But my main tip would be to 
always assess where you are starting from. If you assess your general fitness, if you assess your comfort zone, find out what it is that you you currently feel comfortable with and you can currently do, and then you go from there. So you you just push yourself a little bit further each time and then suddenly you'll realise that you are that person that you looked at and thought that I couldn't do it. That happened to me very much on the Camino and it still happens with my running. At the start, I was looking at people who were walking quicker than me. They were walking further than me. They could walk without complaining about the aching muscles at the end of the day. And I didn't know if I would ever get to that stage. I thought it was going to be painful the whole time. Um, but after about four or five days, it started becoming easier and then it started becoming fun. So um, it's always about starting where you are. You can't start anywhere else. Assess where you are, figure out your fitness and then go from there. Um, and, a, and a similar question here, how do you start getting back to a normal life after you've been diagnosed with epilepsy? So this question I always find a bit difficult. I always feel like a bit of a, a fraud when people ask me this question. Um, and I can't tell you how to get back to a normal life. Um, in, in all honesty, I think Jade Nelson says it very nicely. You are going to have to find a new normal. You're going to have to adapt things because things are different now. Um, to use an extended metaphor, um, if you, if you're feeling a bit lost because of an epilepsy diagnosis, you don't know how to handle it. The first thing you always do when you're lost is to stop just stop. Find your map, find where you are on the path and then you can figure out how to get where you want to go. And you are on a different path now. You are now someone with epilepsy. It doesn't necessarily have to lead to a different place. It just means that if you if you have goals, if you have things that you want to do, you may have to take different steps towards them. You may have to adapt the way that you were doing things before so that you can now do it with your epilepsy. So um, this is something that is going to be different for everyone, depending on how much epilepsy affects you, depending on how your seizures manifest themselves, depending on whether your medication works or your medication gives you more side effects to try and keep those seizures at bay. Um, it is going to be a different, a different path for everyone. Um, you are, you are going to have to make different adaptations, but there are always ways to adapt things. Just because you're doing it differently from before, it doesn't necessarily make it any less enjoyable and it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be able to get back to what you were doing before, um, but you are going to have to, to follow that epilepsy path, unfortunately. The next question comes from someone who I actually met via one of my favourite podcasts. Um, so we both put in answers to a, a call out for a podcast called She Explores. I'd very much recommend it to anyone that is um, wanting a little bit of adventure stoke, adventure inspiration. So here's a question from Kathy Kamlitner, who is the founder of a blog called Watch Me See. Hi, Fran. Thank you so much for your podcast. I guess I would like to know what is your answer when people tell you you can't do something or you shouldn't do something that you really want to do, an adventure or a hike or something like that? 
So before I answer the question, I just have to pause and say that I love Kathy's accent so much. Um, I have been very lucky and not many people have dared to tell me not to do something. Uh, my friends, my family, my boyfriend, they, they know me quite well. They know that they can't stop me from doing something that I want to do. And even the uh, doctors, when I was telling the doctors about wanting to walk the Camino, they they didn't try and stop me at all. My doctors and um, the epilepsy nurse has been so supportive of me and they've just helped me to try and do what I want to do. So, yeah, I've been I've been very lucky. I don't have people telling me not to do it that much. Um, if someone did dare to say that to me, I'd probably just try and go off and do it better than I was originally planning to do, um, do more than I was originally planning to do, because I, I, I know my limits quite well. I know what I can do and can't do. So I set myself challenges that, that test those limits a little bit. If someone tells me not to test my limits, I will go and test them even more. So another question from the Instagram world. Has there ever been one person who has particularly inspired you? So I have to say there isn't one person. There are lots of people and that is all of the contributors for Seizure Adventure. I will tell you a little bit more at the end of the episode, but everyone who has contributed so far has inspired me. And that leads into a challenge that I will be setting for myself a little bit later on this year. So um, just a small question here. What has been your favourite adventure so far? Um, So that one comes from my dad. So thank you, dad, for a nice small question. Um, My favourite adventure so far. I'm I'm really bad with this one, partly because I have an awful memory. But I always say that my my favourite adventure is the one that I just did and the one that is coming next. A similar question from somebody else on Instagram. Can you share with us one of your most memorable experiences of the Camino trip and what you learnt about yourself? So I was out there for about six weeks and I was walking for 32 days during that time. So it's very difficult for me to pick out one memorable experience. But I would say that one that I that I carry with me still is one of the ones that I talked about in the podcast last time in my story. When I was on about my 20th day of hiking, I was walking with some other people who had only just started their Camino. And one of the ladies, she she turned to me and said, tu, er, tu eres fuerte, which means that you are strong. And um, that was a really nice moment, not just because I understood it in Spanish, um, but it is a mantra that I do repeat to myself if ever I I do have those bad days. Uh, Tu eres fuerte. So another question here from Christelle. When you're choosing your next outdoor adventure or challenge, do you take your epilepsy into consideration? And if so, what are some things that you look for in challenges? So my first answer to this question, I was really tempted to just say, no, no, I I pick the challenge and then I figure out how to do it. Um, but then I, I remembered that I actually did the Camino trail because of my epilepsy. Um, I was looking at much more remote trails to begin with. There were a couple in Slovenia that I wanted to try and a couple that were um, very off the beaten track. 
But I ended up doing the Camino rather than one of those more remote trails because the Camino had a good mix of people that I could contact if I needed help, people that could could help me if I needed it. Um, and I would be able to um, sleep in the same room as other people every night. Um, although there were a few nights where I was actually in a room by myself. I don't quite know how it happened on such a busy trail. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do. I do consider it. It was the reason that I did the Camino. And I think that... Um, um, interestingly enough, as much as I wanted to be a bit more remote, I think the Camino was the path that I needed to do at that time of my life. It helped me to experience a bit more of Europe, um, which after Brexit, I was worried and still am a bit worried is going to be more difficult for me now. And I also got to learn um, about the the politics in some other countries as well. So I was walking with people from um, obviously Spain, uh, Venezuela, Argentina, USA, um, all over the world. So I got to learn a little bit about what was happening in their countries as well. Um, and it was just before the Barcelona referendum. So speaking to people about um, other countries' politics, it really put my own country's politics into, into perspective a little bit. So this next question comes from Tiffany Webb, who is actually the producer of another epilepsy podcast called The Epilepsy Spectrum. Um, I would recommend going and checking it out, particularly if you don't know as much about epilepsy, um, because she, she goes into it really nicely. Um, and it's nice short episodes as well. So you get you get just a, a little snippet in each episode. My question for you is, what is your greatest life lesson that you have learned from having epilepsy? So for me, having epilepsy really makes me appreciate the times between seizures and the times when I am feeling healthy. Um, it has taught me to not take my body for granted, to not take my health for granted. I see it as um, almost a duty to make the most out of my health and to go out there and enjoy life as much as I can and not take for granted that I can do it in a year or two um, because I'm, I'm here right now. So let's do this now. Jade also asked this question, but this question is from Jordan Wiley. Um, so I actually caught up with Jordan Wiley a couple of weeks back at the National Running Show in Birmingham. And we, we had a, a good old chat, a good quick fire interview with him, which you'll hear next month. Um, but here is the question that he asked for me. What do you want to achieve from the podcast? What do you, you know, what do you hope to, in, in, in this time, in, in, in a year from now, you know, and I say, seize your adventure, how's it going? What do you hope to have achieved and how can we help you achieve that? Um, I would just like people to hear stories from all kinds of different folks with epilepsy and all kinds of different um, adventure stories. So whether that is the, the big adventures such as yourself, the world first, or whether that's the small adventure of stepping outside after your last seizure. Um, I just want people to... I want people with epilepsy to know that they aren't alone yeah. and I want people without epilepsy to know that we are we are all people, we're all individuals and it's not something to be scared of. Yeah, it's no, and I think you're doing a, an incredible job. I think Seizure Adventure is um, an excellent initiative. I think, you know, your, your content's good. Um, you're engaging with the right audience and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pleasure. Can you tell that I was a little bit nervous answering that question? I have to say I was a bit starstruck when I was speaking to Jordan, um, but he is a fab guy. You'll hear from him next month. 
I just want to expand on that a little bit and answer his question properly. What do I want to actually see Seizure Adventure doing? I want the podcast to be regular and I want the podcast to be listened by a lot more people and I want the the website to be a bit more regular. Um, I don't know if I'll manage this within the next year, but I would like to take Seizure Adventure offline at some point as well. So I have a, a either a hard copy magazine um, or a hard copy book at some point to just make it as accessible and reach as far as possible. And so the very last question here from Joe Stevenson, um, who you heard from in episodes three and four. Um, so Joe, um, I asked, I asked him, um, to ask me a question quite quickly at the end of our interview. So you can hear that he, um, was a little bit sprung upon. Um, but this was Joe's question. Well, have you got any adventures lined up yourself in the near future? Yes, yes I do. I have quite a few adventures lined up. Uh, this is going to be a very exciting year for me and rather than one big adventure like I tend to do usually, I'm going to be doing lots of lots of little adventures and a couple of rather strenuous ones. Um, so I turn 30 in May and I actually turned 30 in the same week as National Epilepsy Awareness Week. So I took this as a sign and a challenge. And between my 30th birthday and my 31st birthday, I'm going to be doing 30 adventure activities, 30 adventure challenges. So these are going to be on all levels. And as much as possible, I have made them all activities that contributors already do. So there'll be fairly small adventures like stand up paddle boarding. I'm going to do a day surfing. I'm going to do a day snowboarding. And there's also going to be a couple of bigger adventures. Um, so one of them, I have signed up to race to the stones. So that's a hundred kilometers over two days. So that's um, just over two marathons in two days. Um, you can walk it or run it. It's along the ridgeway to the Avebury Stone Circle. Um, now I chose this because we, we used to visit Avebury a lot. We used to walk the ridgeway a lot when I was young. Um, so it's a quite personal route for me. Um, but I chose this challenge because of one of the very inspirational ladies that did a Q&A for me. And I'm hoping to speak to her again at some point. Um, so Jessica, um, this one was inspired by you. Thank you very much. One of the other big ones that I will be doing, I will be doing a, a rather big hike at altitude somewhere. So this hasn't been decided. This will probably be at the start of next year. So I've got a bit of time. Um, but thinking along the lines of something like Everest Base Camp or Kilimanjaro, um, something that will, will test me at altitude. So this is going to be called my 30 at 30 challenge. Um, you can actually get involved. So there's, there's two things that I'm looking for in particular. If you run an adventure activity of some sort, um, please do get in touch if you would like me to, to use your company. 
And if you have epilepsy yourself and you do any of the challenges that I'm planning, um, I would love to do some challenges with you. I would like to get 87 people with epilepsy um, or at least 87 people who have been affected by epilepsy in some way. I'd like to involve that amount of people in the challenge. And the reason for that is because in the UK, 87 people every day are told that they have epilepsy. So I just want to, to highlight a few statistics there with that number. I am going to take a little bit of a break next month. There's not going to be a story. Um, there's just going to be the Q&A I had with Jordan. This will give me a little bit more time to, to put some effort into that 30 at 30 challenge next month. And then from April, we'll go back to the two podcasts a month. Um, we should be hearing from a couple of people in April and May. And from June onwards, I'll be hopefully speaking to some of those people that are joining me in those epilepsy adventures. So with 30 adventures, there's going to be a lot of stories to talk about there. So that brings me to the end of today's episode. Um, so obviously a slightly, slightly different structure to this episode. I hope that you still enjoyed it. Um, I hope that you actually enjoyed listening to some of my, my inner thoughts and ramblings. It's slightly strange being on the other end of a, an interview, but it is only fair considering I put other people on the spotlight to put myself on the spotlight a little bit today as well. I hope you have a very nice rest of the day. Um, do keep an eye over the next couple of weeks because there'll be a couple of other things for Seizure Adventure's first birthday as well. Um, so happy birthday, Seizure Adventure. I hope that we have many, many more years to celebrate. Um, until next time, safe adventures, everyone. <laughs>